Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Let's go completely insane, peeps! What's good, folks, beautiful people? How are you doing? Danny, boy, Reginald, we are back again for another good edition here of the Sports Sandy Podcast right here on the Sports and Sandy Network. We appreciate you joining us for the bottom half. What is it? The, the fourth inning, fifth inning? I don't know where we're at. Fourth I, inning, fourth I, inning. I've been out too long, Bill Murphy. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? I uh, just had a, a nice little getaway. Just got back today. Um, little, little getaway. What, what, what was the trip? What was the trip? What was the what? What was the trip? You know, went to a uh, certain casino in Connecticut that we're not sponsored by. Okay, okay, okay. Foxwoods. Correct. <laughs> and uh, don't, yeah, don't it's you know, it was away from my, um, you know, because yesterday was my mom's birthday. So we went for uh, that. Uh, happy birthday, Mrs. Murphy. We love you. We appreciate love you, your mom. Birthday. Happy date birthday. We appreciate your support of the podcast and the network. Um, you. And uh, I hope, it, hope you all had a good time. I'm yes, sure we did. Hopefully you did not lose a lot of money again. I, I actually did the opposite. Okay, there you go. There you go. So you gamble and you win, and that's what matters. You know, it's not it's not that $1.5 billion jackpot that just happened with the Mega Millions. Listen. It's something, you know? Here's advice for you folks. And listen, first of all, if you have a gambling problem, please go get help. And please. second of all, the key to gambling, only gamble with what you're comfortable losing. Mm-hmm. There you go. Don't like go gamble your life savings away. Just and don't and when to walk away. And this is why I don't gamble on anything because I don't want to lose money. <laughs> I I Dude, like having money. You want to so come with me one day? I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I'll, I, I'll I've done. A I gambler in you. I've done once at Yonkers Raceway. I was at the. Ah, uh, let's just say. Uh, I, I lost it as soon as I got in the door. <laughs> it was there was no chance, um, yeah, but it's okay. but it was okay. Like I, it was a good experience, and um, I'll do it again. I but don't I really gamble a lot, to be honest. Like I, that casino, I only go maybe once, maybe twice a year. So I'm not really like a huge gambler, but yeah, but yeah. still, you know, it's fun. Just be com- just gamble with what you're comfortable losing. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, that's advice from me. Wise words from Corpus Crispy. Let's talk about uh, it is that slow period where it's like, okay, well, we kind of know who's making the playoffs in baseball. There's still obviously that third wild card spot up for grabs in both leagues. So we'll be following the playoff races, obviously, here on SIP. And on Batter Up, you can check that out. Batter Up, the next episode should be out fairly soon. 
I know Rifkin is going to be taping a show on Sunday. We're not sure if that's going to be live. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But um, please check it out there. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be on it, but uh, if I am, I hope to see you folks there. So that'll be great. Um, so please follow the baseball playoff races as it gets pretty late into August. And then once it hits September, it's all about the playoff races, baby. It's all about the playoffs. And it will not feature the New York Yankees, unfortunately, because the more I watch this team, Bill, the more I am very comfortable feeling, you know what? It's just, it, it, it's just not it. Like, they just don't have it this year. Like, look, Nesta Cortez got put back on the I.L. today. I believe that. He comes off the I.L., actually has a good start, very good start. And then he goes back, and it's, well, what are they saying? Calf or whatever? What are they saying? I think so, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Uh, this is getting just ridiculous at this point. It, it, it's incredibly annoying, and, you know, I'm just bored watching this team right now. Rotator cuff strain, which is which is his arm. So the the there's the, there's no coming back from that. He's out for three weeks and uh, no no chance. I I would not put him back on any mound this season. It, it, it just it's not worth him, Rodon. Yeah, no, it's it's just not worth it. The Yankees are not making the playoffs. Let's just accept it. We should have sold. And of course, the, and they know, they should have sold the trade that high, one hundred percent. What a disgrace! And, and you know what? I'm hearing from NJ.com that they announced that Cashman is basically safe for next year. Well, well we knew that Cashman was going to be safe. But I actually it, saw somewhere, and I can't confirm this, that they say Boone might not be safe. But you know what? Here's the thing. Let's say they fire Boone, which he 100% deserved because he is a fraud and he will continue to be a fraud. Who are they going to replace him with? It's going to be the same exact person because this is, unless the organization changes their ways of how they want to approach the build of this team, they're going to stick with the numbers. So they're going to get a numbers guy. So it's just going to be Aaron Boone all over again. I don't trust this organization enough to make a change that's going to benefit the entire organization. It's going to be the same BS, Bill. And I agree. It's a shame because, you know, right now we are pretty much wasting a, an opportunity with these, you know, what, what, what was once a very promising um Yankee ball club that could have won a couple world championships. James. And they and you know what? The whole system needs to be blown up and started over from scratch. Hey, look, yeah, look, I'm all for the look, I'm getting to a point where maybe because Hal doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, how many times have we said that on Bombers Banter? So I, I'm getting to a point where maybe we have to consider. You know what? Yeah, let's boycott the franchise and maybe the Steinbrenner start to panic. Maybe not as much money's coming in as they used to be. And maybe they want to sell the entire organization. It would not hurt. 
Because if you get a new owner that cares about the organization, that will uplift the fan base, that would bring a different perspective and probably something fresh, I, I think I'm starting to feel that way. And look, I don't want the Steinbrenners to sell necessarily. If they, you know, I'm okay with them being owners as long as they understand that you know winning has to be the priority and they have to really really emphasize the winning but if it's going to be like this and they're just going to be okay with the fact that the yankees are the biggest brand sports brand in all sports in the entire world and they're okay with making money and then they don't really give a damn about actually trying to win yeah that's gonna that's that is really gonna make a lot of yankee fans upset so I don't know. I'm starting to feel that way. I really are don't. you are you considering boycotting this team or I mean look, I'm already sick and tired of it. Like I'm not even watching. I, I know the Yankees are winning nine to four right now on a Friday night against the Marlins, which is you know fine, but you know, it's the Marlins, you know, even though the Marlins are a much better team. Excuse me, even though the Marlins are a much better team this year. They're parts of the Miami Marlins I don't trust. So, yeah, the Yankees, to me, you know, it doesn't surprise me that they're winning these games. But, yeah, like, I'm not really watching that much because they're not interesting. Nothing has changed to make it interesting. And that that's the part that, you know, turns me off a whole lot. You know, at some point, you know, and I do the same thing with the Knicks. I do the same thing with the Jets. If there's nothing interesting, if there's nothing changing that's making this interesting, why am I going to keep watching? At some point, I turn off the Knicks if they're really bad. And this is the truth. I did the last, last time the Knicks sucked, I turned it off because w- what am I watching that's going to change anything? So, and yeah. even me, you know, as much as you know, I love the Yankees, I, I still watch, but it gets to the point where it's just, to me, background noise. Yeah, and that's another thing. You know, to you, it's background noise. To me, it's just not worth it. And it just like I'll turn it on. I'll go do something else. And it's like, but it's just at this point, I, I get what you're saying. And if you watch Bad Dog Sports, Reg, I don't know if you watch them or not, but if you haven't watched him, folks, please go give him a watch. He is awesome, but. He he has been saying what fans have been thinking. And, you know, he said, you know what, guys? Don't go to games. This this is his words, not mine. His words. Well, well you have a, a couple of WFAN people, the new people, some of the John Boy people. You know, a lot of the rest of the Yankee podcast contingent, they're all saying – you cannot let the Yankees ruin your summer, and you certainly can't let them ruin your fall. You know, you you have to enjoy life. It's okay. The Yankees will always be here. The Yankees will have another season. The Yankees will hopefully be healthier. I've come, you know, I've just come to the realization that they're not making the playoffs. And you know what? As sad as that is. Yeah. It, it's okay to accept it. You don't have no, to. Be, I just you don't agree. have to be happy about it. No one's saying, "Oh yeah, Yankees making playoffs." I've accepted it, and I'm happy about it. No, no one's happy about it. I, I just skipped right from in the stages of grief. I went right, right from anger and denial. I just right 
went right from anger and I'm just right now at acceptance. It's it's okay. It is okay to be accepting. It's it, it, look like I said, you don't have to be happy about it. You can be mad, but you cannot pretend to feel like this team is going to make a big run when they're not. And you know, look, it, be happy. Look, the Yankees can be content all they want, but you know, the, the organization is re- really making the fans upset. And look, it's going to show. It is going to show in September when the Yankees are falling out. They're going to be under 500. Again, I hope that's not the case, but you know, they're very close to it. The, the attendance is going to show. No one's going to want to watch them. Yeah, yeah I made this comparison on Bomber's banter. They're like the meme with of the dog in the kit in the with the kitchen on fire, and the dog goes, "This is fine." Like that's what they are. Like Hal Steinberger is the dog, and the kitchen's on fire. Yeah, and yeah, it's just like I just, and I've said this on Bonner's banter. I am twenty nine years old. And for the first time in my life, I feel like I have to force myself to watch the Yankees. Yeah, and when it gets to that point. And I'm a, you all know me, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. I'm a diehard Yankee fan, you all know that. And, but it comes to a point where it hurts, It, it you know what? Somebody on one of my Yankee fan, fan pages, Reg, you know what they said? I think the Yankees now have a curse, they said. I mean, we should call it the curse of the boss. <laughs> the curse of the boss. Meaning, because the last time the Yankees won a World Series, George Steinbrenner was still alive. And then since then, they haven't made it. <laughs> but no, remember, they won the World Series a year before George Steinbrenner passed away. So, yeah. Crazy how le- less than a year later he, he passes. And Yankees have been back since. I, I mean, I think that's more of a coincidence, but I mean. Uh, so I think we are now undergoing, there was the curse of the Bambino, the curse of the Billy Goat. We are now under the curse of the boss. Uh, Yan- Yankees won their game against Miami. So there, there's a positive thing. Hey, hey, Reg, they actually won a game. They actually <laughs> won a game. Oh, my God. In any case, uh, Yankees falling out. Team that's not falling out, they're actually getting better and better and better and better and better and better and better. The Baltimore Orioles. Oh my God, the Baltimore Orioles. There are 27 games as we speak. Over 500, Bill Murphy. Oh my God. They are playing some really good ball right now. They really. Oh my God. The kids, too. They're absolutely terrific. Pitching is terrific. Hitting's terrific. All around, this team is just absolutely going bonkers until we found out why a certain broadcaster has not been in the booth since late July. Can you believe this, Bill Murphy? Kevin Brown, he's the TV play-by-play guy. He came in about a few years ago being the radio guy, and he's transitioned to being the TV guy over on um, Masson TV in in the – in the Baltimore, Washington region. Um, During a recent um, game at Tropicana Field, before the game happened, this is like the the little 
part of the game, pre-broadcast, all that stuff. They the, the the Orioles broadcast is talking about the previous stats at Tropicana Field over like the last like six year stretch or whatever for the Orioles, which you know, let's be real, the Orioles had been bad these past few years and the record at Tropicana Field showed. So then Kevin Brown, he was highlighting how better the Orioles have looked against the race at the Trop, you know, since this transition from, you know, the young kids coming up and everything, and that they're doing much better. They're having a very historic season. And I'll, I'll play the clip um, real quick so that you can get a little context of it. But, you know, it, what's really sad about this bill is that the, the guy got suspended for it, which, you know, didn't make a lot of sense because, you know, he's doing his job as the broadcaster and, you know, we want our broadcasters to obviously, you know, when it comes to, you know, covering teams, you want them to obviously show a positive light, but you also want them to be honest. And I feel like that really hasn't been the case with the Orioles, but I'm going to show you, Bill, because I know you really haven't seen it. Uh, but I, I want you to listen and um, really digest it because it's, it's really interesting. For the Orioles, Brandon Hyde has felt like this has been maybe the toughest ballpark to play in, but the Orioles have a chance to do something special today. They've already clinched at least a split in the series winning two of the first three and they could pick up a series win behind tyler wells today it's been a minute the orioles split a two-gamer with the rays in june they had lost their last 15 series here at tropicana field you have to go back to when our now colleague brad brock picked up the win in the series finale june 25th 2017 the last time the orioles won a series here at st pete Already got three and two of the chop this year after winning three of 18 the previous three years combined. It is a stark difference, Ben, and it is not a bad Rays team. It's not like all of a sudden the Rays uh, became slouches in the American League East. They've led this division every day, but now two, and the Orioles once again are back alone in first place. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. yeah uh, and, and so he got spending for that, and obviously all the broadcasters across major league baseball were really upset by it. Uh, namely our, our favorite pal, Michael K not really a favorite pal, but I'm sure he's a fine fellow. <laughs> I'm like, you know, who's met him. You know, who's met him. Yeah. Who, who our good friend, JT Mahoney. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, Michael K went off on the Orioles about it. Gary Cohen went off on the Orioles about it. I know um, a lot of, these broadcasters have made certain jokes like to the Orioles regarding this whole situation. Sports radio has been up in arms, you know, praising Kevin Brown for, you know, truth telling and all that stuff. And uh, shame. So let me get this straight here. Mm -hmm. The Orioles suspended Kevin Brown for doing his job. Yes. The Orioles suspended Kevin Brown because he actually pointed out facts and statistics. Yes. Isn't that what you're supposed to be doing? Yeah. 
I mean, and, and here's here's my thing. And by the way, Kevin Brown has since returned to the booth, has actually made a statement regarding um, all that's happened. I'll read you that statement in just a second um, and stuff. But yeah, look, when you're a broadcaster, Bill, especially for sports, sports, there, there's no um, hiding anything. All of it's live. You can see it with your own eyes. Oh, absolutely. You know, you don't need stats to back anything up. You, you watch it. You're going to see which team is good, which team is bad. Oh, 100%. So, obviously, from what we've seen from Baltimore this year, Baltimore has been a terrific team. It's a great story in baseball. Probably the best story of baseball this oh, year. Oh, absolutely. So, but you also can't ignore what the Orioles looked like in the past, and we've seen that too. And guess what? They were bad. They were very bad. Historically bad so, some of those years. So was it the Orioles that suspended him, or was it MASN, the network? So, no, so the or, well, for first things first, the Orioles own Masson. So they, they, it's it's their management. Um, but from, from my understanding, it was the Baltimore Orioles that uh, did uh, suspend them officially the, the the kevin brown so yeah look you this is sports we see what's going on fans are not idiots i argue that baseball fans are the most intelligent of all the other sports you know if you watch baseball you will watch baseball with a lot of smart people yes so they're not stupid so when you when you punish someone for doing their job for one not even highlighting a bad thing about the Orioles he was highlighting a good thing about the Orioles but of course he had to make a comparison to what they were before and the fact that you took it as a negative your Orioles management you took it as a negative that's a problem like these broadcasters have to do their jobs like how Am I supposed to be a broadcaster without a, a sports broadcaster, to be exact, without having to highlight, you know, a team's growth? Absolutely. It's like, oh, don't bring up the bad stuff. Only talk about now. No. Listen, I think this is just embarrassing and shameful on Masson, on the Orioles. This is just embarrassing. Like, this is basically somebody, you know, speaking negative. He, he didn't even speak negatively about the team. Oh. He just brought up stuff that had happened before, and they're making it sound like he sat there and eviscerated the club. And, like, listen, if the, if the team was doing bad, and he would have every right to go and eviscerate them. The thing is, and, like, here is something – that with like these team sponsored networks, like yes, or SNY or Masson or Nesson. Here is something, and like listen, most of them they do, even though they are homers, as in, you know, all you know, Yankees, Mets, Red Sox, Orioles, whatever. Um my and a lot of them are still objective. 
And listen, objectivity and neutrality are two totally different things. Neutrality is like, oh, I'm not going to call one side or the other. Objectivity is, okay, I'm just going to give you the facts. And if you are, listen, I do believe, you know, listen, if you're a homer, you have a little more flexibility rooting for certain teams than you do if you work for like Fox Sports or ESPN, you have a little more flexibility. Because, you know, if you're working, if you're calling a game on like Fox Sports or ESPN, you know, because I guarantee you, Kevin Brown worked for like Fox Sports, ESPN, or any of those sites, he'd probably be, he'd probably get away with it. Mm-hmm. Because then you can, yeah, but, you know, but when you're, oh, you've got, but, um, and this is why I'm kind of split on like those team sponsor networks because, like most of them, you know, I've heard on yes, I've heard Michael K be critical of the Yankees, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I don't watch SNY a lot, but I'm sure Gary Cohen's been. Oh my God, the the Mets radio, they they have no shame in in slamming the Mets. Mets TV too, yeah, they're very fair. They are look. When the Mets are doing well, they do well. When the Mets suck, they will let them know. Mets radio and TV, probably some of the best broadcasts I've ever heard in my life. You know, and, and, and of, like, course, of course, I'm not just saying that so they can hire me back over there. But you know, <laughs> but you know, that he's ready to give his resume to you guys. <laughs> but no, look, I, I think that you bring up the the team network. Like Masson, you know, owned by the Orioles. The thing that's so frustrating, though, is that, you know, you do have those barriers with those broadcasts. Like, you can't do that to people that studied integrity, studied about, you know, truth telling and not sugarcoating things. Like, that's just a sad state of affairs. Like, if you're going to treat the business that way, then you're in the wrong business. Absolutely. And listen, we're not sponsored by any team, but Reg, Bombers Banter, we call all balls and strikes here. Mm -hmm. When the Yankees do good, we praise them. When they're sucking, like, if you've listened to the last two months, We've been highly critical of the Yankees. Yeah, but I remember a certain month, May, where we actually went off on the Yankees doing good. It was great. And, like, even then, you know, we pointed out some of the flaws that were going on. And, like, listen, I think this is where I think Massa and the Orioles made a dumb decision. And, like, on one hand, they're probably thinking, okay, we've been so bad for so long. We don't want to relive that. We want to keep everything positive. But no, you gotta bring up. You gotta bring up that they're doing bad. You gotta that they did bad. You gotta bring that up to see a team's growth. And I think this was a terrible lapse of judgment. And this was just dumb. You're punishing him for doing his job. It, it honestly didn't make any sense, and cl- clearly the the Orioles um, got the reaction and the criticism that they truly deserve. Uh, since then, like I said, Kevin Brown has actually returned to the booth 
which is a good thing. He's no longer suspended. Um, and he actually released a statement about it because obviously we were wondering, like, you know, did, did was the relationship, did it become sour after the events of that game? Well, uh, on X, Jesus Christ, what, what X? What a disgrace, Elon. I still hate you. Um, Kevin Brown makes this statement. He says, O's fans, I'm a storyteller, never want to be part of a story. The most compelling story in baseball right now in, uh, is the story of the league-leading Baltimore Orioles, the best, most exciting young team in the American League. Unfortunately, recent media reports have mischaracterized my relationship with my adopted hometown Orioles. The fact is that I have a wonderful relationship with the organization and our ownership and front office has fully supported me since 2019 when I came on board. I ask that everyone disregard the distracting noise of the past few days. I have worked closely with the O's SVP for the past four years and John Angelos and I have a solid dialogue based on mutual respect. We are good here in Birdland. I am proud to be an Oriole and call Baltimore home and there's no place in baseball I'd rather be right now for the long haul go O's. When you hear that, Bill, first thing you, you wonder is, okay, well, how much did the Orioles pay to shut him up? <laughs> because, you know, like, come on. You cannot make that statement. I think he basically kept in mind. Yeah. I guarantee you the Orioles probably said, you better put out like the most generic, bland statement. Because that is a very bland and generic statement. Yeah, it, it didn't it didn't it didn't offer much, really, to be you honest. You better put out the they said you better put out the most generic, bland statement, or you're out of here. Yeah. Or the because closest you'll get to doing it baseball broadcast is announcing a local literally game. Yeah. So I wonder if he's so because look, there, there's other jobs in broadcast. This guy is a look, I've listened to him a few times, you know, being in the area. Um, you know, the man has a good broadcasting voice. So even if he quits you could probably I mean, find an, another team would probably he'll, hire him. He'll get job. Not necessarily, I'm not saying he'll get another job in baseball. I mean, getting a job, a broadcasting job in baseball is hard. You know, it, it is very hard to do. But he'll probably get something national, maybe something local, um, somewhere. Like, the, he, he's not going to have no job. Like, he's a very talented guy. I wondered if he likes the Orioles' job so much that he's willing to do whatever to stay at the job. But my issue is, especially with that statement that he put out there, I'm wondering if it's worth it, knowing that the Orioles can at any time take you off the air for, you know, just saying a, something so small like as what if, he did against the Rays. Let me ask you something. Danny Boy Reginald, mm -hmm. what would you do if you were in his situation? I quit. Like I, I do the same know, thing. I don't know it. Look, as much as look, there's nothing like broadcasting baseball. I would kill for that. If I was as good of a broadcaster, like I, I never really, I did some play-by-play -play in college, but I was not, I was not very good, and I knew right away it wasn't my thing. Uh, but if I had stuck with it and really, really, you know, tried my best 
um, and stuff. And I got a job in baseball. Of course, I'll do anything to keep it. But then at the same time, if it's not worth my integrity and being a true broadcaster, taking what I've learned from my mentors and, you know, really, you know, holding on to the ethics of broadcasting. If I know I'm going to be get kicked off the air anytime and I have to be careful, I have to continuously, bleh, continuously watch my back. I don't know if I would want that type of situation. Me neither. I don't know. Like it's it's not something that you know would that would make me feel comfortable. It, it really isn't. And look, but look, he's obviously very comfy with it. Uh, again, I'm sure there was probably some type of compensation put in there as well to you know keep his mouth a shut. Check with a memo saying keep your mouth shut. Yeah, look, I, I just I, I just don't know if it's worth it, man. Like, you know, and I get it. He he's a young broadcaster. He wants to stay with the major league team. It is again very, very, very hard to get these types of jobs. I know Gary Cohen has said 29 other teams would have him, but again, it's a tough, it's a tough industry. I just don't know if it's worth it to stay in Baltimore, knowing that the owner can be that small to do something like that. Yeah, because um, correct me if I'm wrong, Reg. And if I'm wrong, please tell me. Isn't the yeah the Orioles? Isn't that the one with the um owner who's like ninety something years old and his two son? One of them wants to move him to Nashville when his yeah, father. Yeah, the Angelos family. Yeah, so that's like a whole nother problem. Yeah, but okay, John D'Angelo's he's the one who's like almost like ninety years old, right? Or is that one of his? Uh, I, be- I believe. Peter Angelos is the one that's old. Okay. John Angelos is the is the current like head honcho. Is he the one that wants to move them to Nashville or? Uh, well, for, for the, his brother? the last thing I heard is that they're actually working with the Maryland governor to repurpose uh, Camden Yards to to make it like more like baseball, obviously up to MLB standards. So I think they're trying to work to stay in Baltimore. And you know what? I'm I'm gonna say about that what I said then. It's just two rich spoiled brats fighting each other. It really is. But anyway, I, I getting- really yeah, I, I really believe it at the end of the day, again, he wants to keep the job. I get it. Yeah. But it to me is just not worth you know giving up your ethics, everything that you've learned. In your training of becoming a sports broadcaster, I just don't know if it's worth it. Like, you know, fans, we want the truth and honesty, transparency. And if we're getting part of that from the broadcaster, we would love that. You know, we love it with the Yankees. You obviously love it with the Giants. I love it when the Jets uh, media goes off on them too. And like, and like, here's the thing though. And like, and with you, this is what's so embarrassing about him because he's basically apologizing for doing nothing wrong. Yeah, and that's another thing. He's like, apologizing for doing his he, job. He's taking his own and, loss for what reason? He didn't do anything I guarantee wrong. you, John D'Angelo, the, the D'Angelo family probably just said, keep your mouth shut if you ever want to be in this business again. Because... I get, listen, I'm not, I'm just speculating here. 
I don't know if this happened. They probably said, if you come forward and tell what happened, we're going to make sure you never have a career in baseball again. Yeah. And the, for John Angelos to do something like that, it. That really, if, that, if really. he did do that, I don't know if he did. Yeah. At this point, we can only speculate what went on behind closed doors and stuff. Um, I mean, he, Kevin Brown was off for a long time. Like, I think it was like end of July, like close to it. When he got off the air, and, and, and you know it's August 11th, the time of the state. Like if I was Kevin Brown, oh, one yeah. I would quit, and I would put out a real statement and say what really happened. Yeah. And if I said, "Yeah, John D'Angelo's told me to be quiet," I would say that in my statement. And like, listen, the D'Angelo's family will probably go to he- will probably run to hell and back to make sure he doesn't have a job in baseball again. But I think other, whether it be MLB Network, ESPN, or any of them, I don't think his career would be over. I don't think, look, John Angelos cannot end his career. He can't. It's impossible. There's going to be broadcasters that are going to want him, without a doubt. But, again... Because all know, the baseball broadcasters think that, the, the, that John Angelos and the Orioles are being ridiculous. It's it's odd. Um, I I look. I get why he made that statement. I wouldn't have made that statement. I would have gone out of there and I would have uh, went on with my own endeavor and you know kept my integrity as a broadcaster. Not saying that Kevin Brown lost his lost any respect or credibility or anything. I'm not saying that. Um, but I just feel like there it's just not worth having to give up part of that because I'm assuming that's what happens. You know, you know, when you make a statement like that and when you're praising the Orioles management, you are sort of giving up part of what you train to do and stuff. It, it, it's all weird. It, like it's, I said, this is what problems yeah. I have with team yeah. sponsor networks. That's the problem I have. Yeah, well, well, unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of them out there. And, you know, when you have broadcasting rights, when you control it, control the narrative. Because, no, I hate it. Back to the Yankees just for one quick second, but why do you think Hal Steinbrenner ran to the Michael K show? Exactly. <laughs> because he knows Michael K isn't going to give him any criticism. He knows what platform because, it's on to when it's simulcast on TV. Because it's on his network. Hal Steinbrenner signs Michael K's checks. Mm-hmm. So you know why he keeps, why he runs to Michael K's show every time the New York media is frying him because he knows would, Michael K is going to treat him with kid dare, He wouldn't dare go on Evan Roberts and Tiki Barber <laughs> or Brandon Tierney. No, 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 no. He would never do that. He wouldn't go on a podcast. Um, Al, we are giving you an invite to come on if you want come to. Come on, man. Come, come on, on come bro. Out of your chat. Come out of your little I got all types of questions. Why aren't you, why aren't you uh, um, selling Come out of your little ivory tower. You know what? I have an idea. Mm -hmm. And it's a crazy idea, but you know what? I'm willing to do it. What's up? Let's take this video clip and let's post it on X. X. Tag the Yankees. Hashtag come on SIP, Hal. (laughs) Can we do that? Sure, why not? It wouldn't hurt. Like, share. We need the help of you, our beloved audience. Share mm-hmm. this. Get your friends to share it. 
The Baltimore Orioles are 71 and 44. Um, first place in the American League is right behind them, two and a half games back is the Tampa Bay Rays. And that's pretty much the division right there. It's either the Rays or the Orioles. Orioles right now have that lead. The rest of the AL is contingent. You have the Blue Jays, Red Sox, Yankees. Yankees are in last place. And they're a full game out of the Red Sox. And the the Blue Jays are seven games back from the top spot. Wild card wise, um, you're looking, uh, again, Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays are all in it. Blue Jays currently hold that spot. Mariners right behind them at a game and a half out. So um, that's, that should be pretty interesting. Over to the uh, uh, the rest of the American League, the Central. Um, the, I, I would argue the Minnesota Twins are worse than the Yankees, but yet they're winning their division. So The AL Central is garbage anyway. Yeah, that, that is a terrible, terrible division. The fact that the Yankees lost to the White Sox. Like, oh, come on, man. In both series. Oh, terrible. What are we doing? I and think then, all you got to do to win the AL Central at this point is just have a pulse. Uh, yeah, well, how awful. Better division, though. The AL West, Texas is currently winning that. Um, and then uh, the Houston Astros right behind them at two and a half games. Seattle Mariners, like I said, they're right in the thick of things. Five and a half out of the Texas Rangers. It is still a very, very, very young season. I think the Mariners can also make a run. They're not that far out. Uh too late for the Angels. They're at 510 and a half out. And the Oakland A's, soon to be Las Vegas A's, if the stadium talks continue to actually go in a positive direction. I know it recently hit a snag. 35 games out there, 33 and 82. Historically bad. Remember, we love the A's. We just hate the ownership. <laughs> uh, National League Braves are winning that division. Uh, they are 31 games over 500 at 72 and 41. Right behind them is the Philadelphia Phillies, who actually had a much better second half of the season so far. 64-52, they're nine and a half out. That's pretty much the Braves division to lose. And uh, the, the Yankees beat the Marlins tonight, 60 and 57. The Marlins are either 14 games out. The New York Mets at 52 and 62. 20 and a half games under uh, back, excuse me. They're 20 and a half games back of the first place Atlanta Braves. There are 10 games under. Uh, unfortunately, the Mets have already sold. And then, of course, the Washington Nationals in last place. Sorry, Pash, man. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure he's going to continue to make excuses for the ball club. It's a shame. As he does for every team he moves for. Um, yeah. But you know what? Here's a positive for the Washington Nationals. Dylan Cruz is raking right now. Like he, he's that draft pick that they just picked up. He's yeah. absolutely spectacular in minor league ball. So I'm at, that's actually a pretty good sight. Hopefully he'll go to the major leagues very soon. Milwaukee's on top of the NL Central. Right behind him is the, is the red-hot Chicago Cubs. Um, I know the, the Cubs lost um, their last game, but uh, they're right behind them at two and a half out. Um, also two and a half out, Cincinnati Reds. The Reds and the Cubs, I believe, are virtually tied uh, because they're both three games over 500, even though the, the Cubs are on top of the Reds. And the reason why the, is because of the loss record. Um, 
Pittsburgh is a lost cause. So are the Cardinals. Cardinals who, you know, made all those moves in the offseason not helping out. And then, of course, in the West, you have the Dodgers winning that division. Uh, it's theirs to lose as San Francisco's right behind them is six and a half out. The Diamondbacks have tailed off after what was a really good start to the season. They have tailed off a lot. They're 11 and a half out. Uh, San Diego looks like they're, they, they should have sold. I don't know why they didn't. They're not a good team. Colorado, obviously in last place wild card wise. Um, the Cubs are at the third spot bill, the final spot in the, in the national league wild card. So that's good news for them. Uh, they're actually virtually tied with the Marlins and the Reds. Uh, because like I said, the they're both they're all three of those teams are three games over 500 so they're virtually tied but again the cubs have that spot and the reason is because of the loss record um marlins and the reds had 57 losses the cubs have 56 losses and then um behind them is the diamondbacks diamondbacks are under 500 they're two out though so they're not quite out of the playoffs uh padres also aren't quite out but they're not a good team I don't want to hear it. They lost four straight. I don't want to hear it. Diamondbacks have lost eight straight, by the way. And then, um, you know, the rest of it, Mets who suck, Pirates who suck, Cardinals who suck, Washington Nationals suck, Rockies suck. So it's really the Cubs, the Marlins, the Reds, and the D-backs for that third wild card spot. It's going to be pretty interesting. Oh, it's going to be fun. As a, that is a wild one. It's going to be fun. close. I'm kind of hoping for the Reds, to be honest with you. I really? love that Reds team. Oh, that's a good team. I know they, they haven't been, like, I mean, they were on a big run before the All-Star break. I love that Reds team. That Reds team is gold. Yeah. And like you said, so the rest of that wild card t- division is just. <clears throat> yeah. They sink. <laughs> and when you bring up the Mets and the Pirates, I got to tell you, I'm actually going to the Mets game this Tuesday. Okay. And I got to tell you, we got like me and a couple of friends are going. Um, we got in like section 130 something for like 18 bucks a pop. That's a cheap ticket. <laughs> so, you know what? You all know McDyer, already Yankees fan, but you know what? I'll take it. What the heck? I'm trying to go to a Nats game this are the how are the tickets there? Cheap. So it's like you know what? Here's the bad part when your team. Here's the good part when a team is doing bad. Chip the tickets are just astronomically cheaper. Mm-hmm. And just 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 take advantage of it, folks. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of it. Because who wants to spend 70, 80, 90, 100 bucks for a ticket? I I am not doing all that. Fuck that. Excuse my language. <laughs> Five dollars to the Rifkin Foundation. Um, <laughs> um, what is it going towards? We don't know. Yeah. Again, more baseball coverage. Batter up. We'll have more in-depth series talk, playoff talk, all that stuff. Batter up. Uh, new episode coming out. So it should be a, a midweek edition should be up by now. Um, if not, it'll be up on YouTube and via podcast wherever you get your shows and um then of course um if it's live it'll be on youtube then reposted 
as a podcast later on. So please tune in, batter up all of your MLB coverage. Quickly to football. Um, the Jets and Giants have had their preseason games. I know the Giants are still currently playing as we're speaking. By the time you listen to it, it'll be over. Um, but they're facing the Lions. Um, first thoughts. What are you thinking? So far, I think they're um, – I think so far they're holding good. But, but I think my only complaint is that they're not getting it on the – um. They're they're not converting on the fourth downs and they're going to the field goals too much and that's a bit of a concern. Like I think Graham Gano is doing a good job. The the giant kicker Graham Gano, I think he's doing a good job. But I think the this is something that's going to have to be worked on through preseason through the regular season is is get is go for the touchdowns go convert on fourth down. That's my biggest show. Okay. Um, Jet-wise, I saw some good things. I, I know people are, are not very impressed by Zach Wilson because it is preseason. I tend to disagree. I think Zach Wilson had a good game. Obviously, we're not expecting him to be throwing, you know, a lot of touchdowns because the Jets are not throwing out their best guys. Um, so... Uh, I saw some positive things out of Wilson. My big thing is getting his value up, not necessarily to trade him. Of course, if that's just if that's what they want to do, they certainly can. Um, but, you know, just to get his stock up a little bit, just in case anything were to happen to Aaron Rodgers, that we have something to fall back on. And clearly, Wilson, from you know what we've been seeing, from what we've been hearing, has embraced the role of taking a step back, learning from Aaron Rodgers, learning um, how to be a better quarterback. He's been taking in a lot of the criticism. He's been a lot of the constructive criticism. Uh, and he's honestly done a pretty good job. Like he's actually, you know, you know the, the team is very happy with his progress. And look, that that's all you can ask for. So you know, that I, I would really like to see that. Uh, I thought the Jet defense was a little sloppy, but again, they're not playing their best guys. So, you know, how, how sloppy are they really? Uh, but what I will point out, I know they had joint practices with Carolina this week. I know on once of their last series, when they're facing their one, the Carolinas ones versus the Jets ones, mm-hmm. I know one of their series they were doing a two-minute drill, and they went three and out, which is not good on any circumstances whatsoever. Oh, absolutely not. So uh, it, it seems like Aaron Rodgers was a little frustrated. I know he, at the end of the practice, was like, no, no, it's all good. Like, there were still a few things. We still had uh, good passes. We still, you know, did everything right. But that two-minute drill was a problem. Well, here's the deal. The Jets are going to be in a lot of those two-minute drill situations. You're facing a, a lot of really good teams. Some of these games may be very close. So if your two-minute drill isn't up to par, like if you put that in a game situation, Bill, if the Jets aren't going three and out, like that's a problem, huge problem. Absolutely. I don't know if I can deal with that. So hopefully they clean that up by camp. I know Garrett Wilson is starting to return back from his ankle. Um, he had been having that issue. Hopefully that gets cleared up soon. 
Uh, no timetable for Brees Hall. This is why they should have signed Dalvin Cook. I don't know why they're not doing that, but whatever. It's fine. Uh, the, the Jets will make their decisions and stuff. I will say, though, Hard Knocks is absolutely hilarious. And look, you know me. I would much rather just not be on Hard Knocks, but look, if they're going to be on the show, they're, they're going to go all out. You know, they're going to give them whatever they want. And these players are very comfortable being behind, the, you know, being in front of the camera. Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a pretty funny, pretty funny stuff so far. I haven't but, watched it yet, but. Oh, dude, please watch. It's so funny. It's so funny. I heard Boomer Asadison said it's basically the Aaron Rodgers show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers pretty much runs it. You every, know why they picked the Everything Jets. is all about Aaron. Everything's all about Aaron. You know why they picked the Jets, folks. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, look, they're, they're obviously having fun with it. There were some good segments um, about, you know, AR coming to the Jets and why he chose them. And, you know, it's, he's the highlight of camp. It's, it's, it's amazing. Is he in his, do they show him in his darkness room? No, because it's, it's training camp. So, you know, you don't, they don't show anything before. Previously, they show everything that happens in camp. And be like, why are they, why are we sucking, Aaron? Hold on, I got to go into my darkness room and think about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, But, yeah, there's like a huge media buzz. That's another thing about the Jet training camp. All eyes are on them. So, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty serious. Like, there's, there's massive expectation. And that's something that, I guess the team is embracing. Oh, absolutely. So um, that's a, that's a, the report from our teams. Obviously we'll have more coverage of uh, the jets and the giants as the, uh, their training camps move forward. And as we go into the season, but big news out of Vegas, uh, the wide receiver, Devonte Adams, uh, Rogers, former teammate, uh, he actually limped off the the field during their joint practice with the Niners, and it's uh, from from my understanding, it is a leg, is a right leg injury. They're not very specific as to what the injury is, but it is a oh, it was an apparent right leg injury, and um, obviously they're still doing a lot of testing. But you know for. For Devontae Adams, who's starting to get very comfy with the system in Vegas, that would be a huge loss, Bill. Massive loss for the Oh, Rams. absolutely. That would be a terrible loss. You know, he's obviously one of the best receivers in the game. So, you know, you don't want to lose a top receiver like him and then having to adjust. Like, that's not easy to do. The Raiders weren't very good um, last year. So, you know, tough, tough thing to ask. That is a very tough thing to ask because what are the Raiders going to be like when without Devontae Adams, with Jimmy Garoppolo, what's going to happen? Yeah, some, something that you have to really figure out so you hope he's okay and stuff. Again, they're still trying to figure out if he's if it, uh, for any, any testing and all that stuff. Oh, as my uh, acid reflux decides to bother me today, Bill. What did you eat? Uh, I, I had McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs>
it's okay. But, I have I have some medication. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so that's not a good sign for Vegas right now. No. And um again, we we hope he's okay. Obviously, it, it's not I don't think it will be the end all be all, but it'll be a tough loss. I don't know how you how you replace that. Yeah, how are you gonna because you know that would probably be Jimmy Garoppolo's top weapon. Yep. So how is this gonna go for Vegas? We don't know. And then of course we have the college the the college sports realignment. A lot of teams going from Pac twelve to Big Twelve, um, and stuff. Here's a wild thing: you have Cal and Stanford. They're trying to go to the ACC, which would be very weird because the ACC is focusing on the. Atlantic, the East Coast, while Cal and Stanford are on the West Coast. So it would be odd to add those teams to the mix. Uh, but apparently they wanted to join. And for a while, it seemed like that was a sort of a con- foregone conclusion that they were going to join. But there are four schools so far that have actually voiced opposition. It's Florida State. UNC, I believe, Clemson, and NC State. Those are the team, the, the schools that are actually uh, against those two schools, Cal and Stanford, joining the ACC. And, um, but I believe 12 teams are required to vote yes in order for them to join. So I believe it wouldn't be enough based on how many teams um, the ACC has. I don't think it'll be. Uh, those four oppositions will be enough to keep them out. But it, it certainly hits a roadblock there. Oh, absolutely. I, I just don't – yeah, the Pac-12 is going to be a dead conference after this. Yeah, I mean, how, how can it not? You know, like it's – you already lost the big-time schools. That you lost makes- USC. You lost UCLA. Mm-hmm, yep. And then, you know, now – you know, you're in danger of losing more. You already have some going to the Big 12. So it's it, – what, what really sucks about it is the fact that, you know, all these big-time power conferences are really – not stealing. There, there's obviously money involved, and schools, they, they want to make more money. So they'll do whatever it takes. But, you know – you know, I, I'm just not for like losing the regional rivalries of things. Like, you know that that's what sort of messes this up a little bit. If you, if you catch, catch yeah, the, this could destroy the rivalry. Yeah. So uh, odd. What's going on there? I know the Mountain West Conference. I know if the if the Cal and uh, Stanford to ACC doesn't work out. I know Mountain West has. They're basically on standby and uh, seeing like what happens there so that they can come in and snatch those two schools. Uh, so that will also be very interesting. Mountain West Conference. <laughs> the Mount West Conference. Yeah. But yeah, no, look, it, it's a weird time in, in college sports. You have a lot of teams that are moving, you know, and the the conferences, the field, it's going to look all different <laughs> within the next couple of years. 
Oh, absolutely. This is going to be a strange event. Yeah. Well, at least Notre Dame is independent <laughs> for football. Irish. By, by the way, um, one my, my boss, who's a huge Notre Dame fan. I like him already. <laughs> he is obsessed with those green jerseys. He says they're better than the Jets green jersey, which I 1,000% disagree. I think the Jets jersey. So that, that's a nice argument you guys get into. <laughs> but no, he is like super excited about this Notre Dame season. I don't know if... Uh, if you ever see him, tell him last year I went to the Vegas game. See what that was such a fun time. Yeah. I got to see Notre Dame play BYU in Vegas. That was so much fun. Yeah. He is going to the Ohio State game. Is that in South Bend or is that in Columbus? Oh, I don't I don't know. <laughs> he didn't tell me. He's a guy. Let me look that up. <laughs> um yeah. Football schedule. By the way, uh, go go Irish. Screw the Buckeyes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be in South Bend. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go up to y'all. Yeah, that game is going to be in South Bend. It's going to be a Storm Saturday the field night if game. You, if you beat them, storm the field. Oh, we better. <laughs> storm the field. Wow, I, I can't believe football is here. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Look, the college football starts in a few weeks. Then, of course, you have the NFL. It's good times. Good times, man. Very good times. We'll obviously have more coverage on college football here on the network. We'll have more coverage on NFL. NFL. Watch Thursday Night Gridiron. The Gridiron's back. Um, we haven't finalized. We're not quite finalized. In the hosts yet we're, we're getting there we're getting there um so i'll most likely be there yep and and someone else is going to join bill who is it we don't know we may have alter alternate hosts like we usually do right so yeah that that first one is in a, just a couple weeks and isn't that crazy absolutely i can't believe we're there no we're, we're right there so um so yeah, uh, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for the uh, Wishbone Shotgun. They're bringing back their podcast soon, um, on a on a regular basis. That would be pretty nice. Uh, Silent Report that's coming back soon as well. Um, so stay tuned for that. Again, football season's right here. We can't wait. And for us New Yorkers, we need it after what we've oh, seen in baseball. It was a very, 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 very tough summer of baseball, for sure. But the Jets are back. The Giants are back. It's good to see. And we have to say this for Moser. The Bills are back. Mm, we don't have to say anything for Moser. <laughs> we have to do it for Moser. Oh, um, we don't. He, he can. He, he, he can uh, I'm like, I'll keep my mouth shut. So. Um, but please, please stay tuned to the network. We will have coverage all around for football. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be wonderful. Exciting stuff. Uh, Bill, that ends it for us. That does. Half, fourth inning. Yeah, right. Fourth inning. Fourth uh, inning. Sports Sandy Podcast. The Sports Sandy Network. We love you. Please follow us wherever you get your podcast. We're on X. We still uh, hate the name. 
at SIN Sports Insane. Um, S Insanity Real is our podcast X. <laughs> oh, we still hate God. the name. We really do. God, Elon, I still hate you. Um, S Insanity Real as well on Facebook. So please uh, uh, follow us there. And of course, uh, YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, hit that bell. Hit it. And then uh, you'll get notifications for uh, our shows. And then um, until then, I'm Danny Boy Reginald. I'm Bill Corpus Crispy Murphy. The Sports Insanity Network.com. Please follow us there as well. Stay safe and take care. What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Patchman Lang here, president of the Sports Insanity Network, just reminding you to go to our website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com sports insanity network where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the sports insanity network